Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by GoDaddy. Curry comes free, gets the ball, puts up a three-pointer. Bang! Steph Curry nails the three-pointer with seven-tenths of a second remaining. Let's go. It wasn't just Mahomes mastering clutch time this weekend, so we go from one dynasty to another. But why Steph might not be the key to the Warriors' success this season and with Jalen Brunson Bowen, are the Knicks' latest moves enough to finally launch them into the top contender conversation? Plus, Jason Tatum's near triple-double led the Celtics to eke out a win in South Beach. But is the top seed in the East showing cracks in the foundation? NBA Today starts right now. Major respect to the back-to-back champs. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You're officially a dynasty. And since that is the word of the moment, let's start with the dynasty in hoops. Steph Curry sent a message to the NBA. Oh, y'all thought we were finished? Golden State Warriors were in the building. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by GoDaddy. I'm your girl, Chineo Gwimike, in for the one and only Malika Andrews. I have Mama Momo, Ramona Shelburne with me, as well as Zach Lowe and Kendrick Perkins. I see you guys beaming right on in there. And I love that earlier in the week, Patrick Mahomes was asked, what NBA player am I most like? And he answered naturally, Steph Curry. So the big question of the day is, Perk, you have one possession to win a game. Is Steph your answer? (laughs) No. No, and I say that respectfully, but I got to go with Patrick Mahomes if I have to choose between the two. I'm sorry. Too many times the game is on the line, and he loves being down. Perk, we're talking about the the NBA here. We're talking about the NBA here. I know Super Bowl was fun. In the NBA, one shot. One shot, hell yeah, I'm going with Steph Curry. All day, all day, Steph Curry with the shot. Good, you're right, Steph Curry I'm still in that mode. I'm still in that mode. I'm still in that mode. We are not even 24 hours removed from the Super Bowl. But yes, I'm going with Steph Curry. And what, what about you, Zach? Look, all these answers are great. I love the answer to be Steph Curry. That's fine. That can be your answer for me. The best play in basketball right now is the ball going into Nikola Jokic's hands at any point in the possession. It's a guaranteed good shot for the Nuggets every single time because of his size, his shooting, and his passing. So I'm going Jokic by here. I'd be happy to have any of the top ten guys, so they're all great, but Jokic is my answer. Zach, I have the same answer because I was sitting there when Nikola Jokic hit the Sambor sling. Is that what we're calling that, right? I mean, that that his, he just makes them, right? He just makes those shots. And you can throw whatever you want at him, and he finds a way to, to make a shot, to get fouled, to – what is that? A falling out of bounds, bank. Look, like, come he probably on. probably called it. Come on. The answer, on. the answer, Ramona, the answer, Zach is absolutely Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time. Right there, that's dribble, 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 a heave. Would Nikola Jokic have been able to squat down low, 
do a pirouette, and then knock down that three. That, those moments. <laughs> Even catching those the pass. Moments. Yes. The pass from Pajemski with, like, the low bounce pass. He has to scoop it with his left to avoid the steal. Thank and then you. heave it up in one one it, motion before Beal can get it there. It was a drop step. Yeah. It was a drop step, basically. That was not a drop line. step. That was a pirouette that only Steph Curry can do. And you know what? He practices those, too. He does practice those. But just because y'all are tripping right now, let's remind the people what Chef Curry has been cooking up in clutch time this season. Because November 3rd, look at this. Tie game. Steph hits the finger roll over Chet Holmgren to steal the win. High that was nice. Glass. Some English right there. Come on. Okay, I know that might look like light work, but he just does this in his sleep. Now, December 19th, the Warriors had a 17-point comeback. And Steph, what does he do? Put up the dagger. That was a rainbow three, Ramona. Over a closing defender right there. Good night, Boston. Did he even, did he even catch the ball, or did he just sling it? I mean, it barely touches his hands. He only needs, what, .7 seconds. I'll get to that in a minute. We also had a January thriller against the Lakers. Oh, Steph sent the game to OT, then hit the go-ahead three with five seconds left in double OT. But LeBron did have the last laugh with his free throws. Lakers did win, but come on, that shot, that game was iconic. And then finally, as I mentioned, on Saturday against the Suns, Brandon Pajemski makes a great, great pass in Steph Where, where only he could get it. A little bit of luck right there. Come on, that was... There's no luck he practices that. You ever seen him hit the tunnel shot before the game? Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really great. But the fact of the matter is the Warriors, they've been through a lot this season. And actually, Steve Kerr will be away from the team tonight. He's in Serbia attending the funeral for assistant coach Dejan Milojevic, who died just less than a month ago. But this team has really banded together. They've come together over the last 10 games, playing like one of the best teams in basketball. They've only had three losses during the stretch, but they were either by one point or in overtime. And they're the only team that has the only team that has a better plus minus are the Cavs, who, by the way, have been what 17 and one in their last 18 games. So, Zach, what do you see in this stretch that has been the key to the Warriors' turnaround? Draymond Green, for all the noise, for all the suspensions, for all the hoopla, is still one of the five or ten best defensive players in the entire world. And his return has tied this whole team together again. They're going all in, starting him at center. And he's mm -hmm. able to do that because he's a totally unique 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, guy who's capable of actually playing center. That's allowed the Green, Kaminga, Wiggins trio to function together. Kaminga's hit another level. Pajemski's hit another level. They look like the Warriors again with Draymond at center. With spacing, with shooting, with pace, and with the twist of, oh, we can just give the ball to this giant young guy, Jonathan Kaminga, and he can just run through people and dunk. Oh, man, we haven't had that ever. Let's try that sometimes, too. They look really good and really dangerous, and I'll tell you this right now. The West play-in tournament is going to be a doozy, and the race for number six to get out of the play-in tournament is shaping up to be a doozy, too. And those top four teams are looking down at the standings saying, oh, man, Warriors are starting to look good. Lakers are starting to look good. This could get interesting for us. It's going to be interesting for the rest of the league. Perk, what's your key to their turnaround? Have anyone ever heard of the word balance? Balance, right? You <laughs> yes. have the... You like right seriously right you have the the balance between the young guys and the old guys and Steve Kerr has done a fantastic job and when you look at that closing lineup and once again Klay Thompson 
has been on the bench. He was on the bench the other night when the game was tight in the fourth quarter. But you look at it, right? You have the upper class. You have the old heads. You have Draymond Green and Steph Curry in the upper class. And then you have that one middle class player and Andrew Wiggins, right, who's in between old and young, still have the athleticism. And then you have Pajinski uh, uh, and you have Kaminga in the lower class for us than you. And so when you think about the combination and what they all bring to the table, it's a perfect marriage. I'm not looking at the now when I look at the Golden State Warriors. I'm looking at what I've been asking for all along since the season have started, the future of the Golden State Warriors. And it could be the near future, meaning next year they could come in and be clicking on all cylinders. But the, the balance of the rotation, the balance of the lineup, especially in-game lineup, the in-game lineup that they have has been spectacular. From Steve Kerr. So all season long, when you would talk to people from the Warriors and say, like, how are you guys feeling? Like, things aren't going so well. You lost another tough one. They would say, you know, if we just got our team back together healthy, if we just give this team time to play, they're going to be fine. Like, everyone said, we, we cannot believe how, how poorly the season has gone off the rails because of the Draymond suspensions, because of the injuries they've had. And you may not think it's that mm-hmm. big a deal that Gary Payton II came back yesterday and had played 14 minutes. He had 11 points in those 14 minutes. <laughs> yes. He guarded Beal, Durant, and Booker when he was out there. He's been out for a lot of the year with injuries. And so I think when they get their players back, when they find the rotations where people now have their new roles, and, and Zach, you mentioned it, Draymond Green is critical to what they do, because not, not just defensively, but allowing Wiggins and Kaminga to play together. When, when Draymond was not out there with those two guys, it was a disaster when, when Wiggins and Kaminga would play together. When Draymond's out there organizing them on offense and defense, making sure everyone is in their spots, that lineup gives them a whole different dimension that we've been waiting for ever since they drafted Kaminga, and and you see the and we saw that in the preseason. But he can be their second leading scorer. Remember, we, hey, Steph needs some help. It's right on their bench. His name is Jonathan Kaminga. Absolutely. And Ramona, you're a very smart woman because you led me. You, I'm picking up what you just laid down. I just tossed the alley-oop. You tossed the alley-oop and I'm going to knock it down right here. Because a major key and a major reason for the recent success of the Golden State Warriors is absolutely, as Zach said, Draymond Green since his return from suspension. So you know how to break it down. Steph Curry is by far the best warrior, but Draymond Green is the most important. As you can see right here, without Draymond on the floor, the Warriors had some issues when Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga were playing together. From the start of the season, they were outscored by this whopping number, 106 points when those two wings played together. But when they actually got the whole team back, it was very, very impressive and very important. So let me break it down. When Draymond gets in the low post, he's able to see and thread the needle. Look at Wiggins make this cut. No one's asleep. The pass is just better, and he's able to knock down the left-handed layup. Again, in the low post right here, there's a mismatch. Eric Gordon versus Jonathan Kaminga right here. 6'3 versus 6'7, 4 inches. So that's Mouse in the house. That's a mismatch. Another strong play. But he's so strong also in pick-and-roll scenarios. What does he do? He forces two-on-one. He comes at you. You can't sag off of him because what will he do? He'll be able to throw the lob based off of his passing prowess. Once he came back, it's been another ball game. You know, so I've loved seeing Draymond back out there. He's got to keep his cool. 
but he's really, he's really been the quarterback of their offense, just like Patrick Mahomes. You see what I did there? Because clearly Draymond, he loves the moment and he shows up in big games. So it's no surprise he was at the Super Bowl. I mean, did you guys see LeBron and Draymond together in Vegas? Any idea actually where these two were exactly 10 years ago today? Let's rewind to February 12, 2014. Look at that. Oh, snap. That was a big moment. But here in our show, we've got some concerns for the Celtics. And we'll address if there's a crack in the foundation. Also, orange and blue skies ahead. Jalen Brunson has been holding it down. How good are they as contenders? And last but not least, as we see the Lakers, they may have been quiet just a little bit at, at the deadline last week. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is presented by GoDaddy. Tools and support for every small business first. From Usher to Queen Bee, it was a jam-packed weekend in the sports world. Let's check out some of the highlights because you make me want to do a little coast-to-coast. -coast. You oh, see what I did there? I see. Starting in Dallas, Luka and Kyrie combined for 57 points. We know they can do that in their sleep, but more importantly, their new additions, P.J. Washington and Daniel Gaffer, chipped in 33 off the bench. So, Zach, how impactful were these deadline moves for Dallas? Everybody gets alley-oops in Dallas. It's so much easier playing with Luka. They're really impactful. The Mavs are better today than they were last week, but are they better enough to justify all those picks and swaps out the door? It's dangerous in three or four years, but now they're pretty good. Falsetto Zach is my favorite. Let's head up the I-35 <laughs> North because you can't keep a good team down for too long. The Thunder bounced back on Sunday with a 127-113 win over the Kings. It was SGA's 38th game scoring 30-plus. Only three players in league history have had more before the All-Star break. How special is this season for SGA, Perk? Oh, MVP special. Matter of fact, he's my front runner since Joel wow. Embiid went out. Right now, he's pulling the Alicia Keys. He's doing the unthinkable. 31 oh. points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. That's MVP type The numbers. unthinkable over Jokic. Oh, my goodness. Now, speaking of special, the Cavaliers won their ninth straight over the weekend and are now 17-1 in their last 18 games, tied for their best record over an 18-game span in franchise history. Ramona, is this the best stretch of basketball that any team has put together this season? You might get some argument from the Los Angeles Clippers, but I think the Cavs are playing so well. They've reintegrated all of the players who've been out with injury and gotten better even. But check this out. The oh, Cavs are the on. team of the weekend other than the Chiefs. Steph had the shot of the weekend, but the best play came from Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, this is something that only the greats even have the guts to attempt, let alone pull off.
And what are we talking about? 12 years ago to the day, the late, great Kobe Bryant pulled off the same move, Momo. In the same arena, on the same day, I don't know if Tyrese Halliburton knew that this was the same day in the same arena, <laughs> but he definitely channeled a little Kobe there, throwing it off the backboard. Oh, yeah, to the three, Woo! to Pascal Siakam. Now, on the flip side, after the Knicks loss to the Pacers, New York has now dropped three of their last four games. But you have to figure that they'll be able to right the ship once they get healthy. They now sit three games behind Cleveland for the all-important two-seed out east. So, Zach, when both teams are healthy, when both teams are at full strength, who do you trust in more, the Cavs or the Knicks? This is going to sound stupid today, and it's going to sound stupider in a week <laughs> when the Cavs keep winning and the Knicks stay not healthy and injured. But for me, if we're talking about trust, and I don't trust easily, it's still the Knicks because I think when they're healthy, they make a lot of sense as a playoff team. And I remember what they did to the Cavs in the playoffs last year. I'm still scarred from that. I can't trust the Cavs at that level quite yet. And I do think one of the most interesting subplots of the season is the Cavs, a lot of that 17-1 run was without Garland and without Mobley. And they've integrated them pretty smoothly since. But let's see if that can last and how this team looks because they are playing dynamite basketball. But I'm still going orange and blue skies. Yeah, what is the weather forecast for the Knicks, Perk? Because we know you are Mr. New York City at this point. <laughs> I, I am, and I embrace it. I love every bit of it, but they still, to me, are a top five contender in the league for us contending to win the championship. Look, they're going to find their stride when everyone gets healthy. They just have to weather the storm. When you think about what Jalen Brunson is doing right now, you could put him against any guard, any player in the, in, the, in the league, and he's going to match them numbers for numbers. But when you think about what they're missing, missing OG Ananobi is huge. Missing their other all-star, Julius Randle, is huge. They just picked up Alex Burke and Bogdanovich. They still have to find their niche. But when this team is healthy, with the style of play that they play with, it is built for the postseason. Like, they're training their, themselves right now to play playoff basketball. They slow the pace down. They bring a level of physicality that only a few other teams in the league could match. They have, like, their go-to guy, their go-to plays. Everything about the Knicks gives me a lot of confidence in them, especially when it comes down to them and the Cavaliers. So, as one of the only people who picked the Knicks to win that playoff series last year, not oh, congratulations. That, I don't, I don't often do that. I picked them. But I picked them. But I think it's, I think it's that physicality that you're talking about, Perk. I think that is something that there's only a handful of teams in the league that can contend with that. And when they have that, if they have all their guys healthy in the playoffs, it just disrupts everything you try to do out there. But I, I think. Zach, you're right. Like Cleveland, it doesn't look, it doesn't sound right. They've been so good and, and lately and and going forward. The Knicks did a lot at the trade deadline. They got, they went out and got new pieces. That's great for them, but it also means you have to integrate them into your style of play. They have an identity, and I think right now you're seeing the loss of the players that are that are out injured and Randall and 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 OG being out right now. But it's also integrating the new guys, and so let's see how let's see how mm -hmm. they change things up because the Cavs didn't do anything. They just getting their guys back, 
and they're they're integrating them into what they've been doing. So I think it'll be interesting where they are in a month or two. Yeah, when I look at these two teams, it's almost like that Spider-Man meme. They literally have almost exactly everything that the yep. other person has, but what sets me over the edge is the deadline. Getting Bogdanovich, getting a shooter, also getting OG Ananobi. I mean, they have put together championship pieces, and plus, last year taught us a little bit about the Knicks. They were a little bit of, ahead of schedule. But if we're going to talk about superheroes, I mean, someone likes to wear a cape. Patrick Beverly. Uh, oh, I the Patrick. Oh, yeah, perk too. The Patrick Beverly effect was on display over the weekend in Milwaukee. But what tonight's game against the reigning champs could really prove for the Milwaukee Bucks? And the Celtics' current reign over the East is absolutely supreme. But is there something, something that is keeping Boston from being the faves? Zach and Perk take us down different paths. No surprise there. But <laughs> the weekend had a signature Steph moment calling game with a dagger, which got us inspired to count down his top legendary clutch moments of his career. NBA Today with your girl Shanae will be right back after the break. But were there moves over the weekend? Those are going to make some noise. Ramona will break it down with what's burning. Don't go anywhere. Oh, we get all the flames out. Oh, yeah, we're going to get it on fire. Uh, this is NBA Today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Bill Russell was the ultimate winner, but his impact on securing equal rights for all Americans loomed larger today than his 11 championships with the Boston Celtics. Playing when the NBA still had unspoken racial quotas, limiting the number of black players in the league, Russell spoke out fearlessly and constantly about racial justice. His activism helped pass national civil rights laws that promised equal rights for all races. After Russell died in 2022 at the age of 88, the NBA retired his number six across the entire league, a small honor for a true giant of history. Celtics taking on the Heat. Loved seeing the Celtics honoring Bill Russell with the number six on their warm-ups. Today would have been his 90th birthday, but to the game we go. Chris Porzingis in the first quarter, Ramona. Boy, he has given them so much of an optionality on offense and defense, surprisingly. Correct. Second quarter, you know who was going to get into his bag, Jason Tatum. The Celtics would lead 59-50 at half. But to the third quarter, scary moment here. Terry Rozier, watch this. He drives in for the layup, but lands awkwardly on his leg. He would head to the locker room 
and would not return and would get an MRI later today. Now in the fourth quarter, Celtics, their lead is nine. And then things got chippy. Jalen Brown, Duncan Robinson, arms were entangled, words were said. Do you like this, Ramona, from the Celtics? Yeah, these two teams have so much history. These players have so much history. This was the Eastern Conference Finals last year. We all know how that ended. Talk your ish. But and a lot to the Celtics. That is that true, way. but a little bit revenge mode because Tatum had 26, 10, and 9, flirted with a triple-double. Celtics go on to win 110-106. Look at the All-Stars right there. Bam, covering his mouth. <laughs> Don't read my lips. The Celtics led by as many as 15 against the Heat team. That was without, by the way, major pieces. But Boston came up clutch in the end. Boston outscored Miami 11-6 in clutch time, and that was all the difference in the win, and that's something that they've actually done all season long. The Celtics have been one of the best clutch teams in the league this season. So the Celtics are winning, but it has not been easy. Essentially half of their games have come down to clutch time. So Perk, you've been pretty critical of Boston at points this year. What, if anything, is keeping them from being your title favorites right now? Well, it's the physicality offensively. We know that they have all-world defenders. When you think about Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Wright Pazingas, anchoring the defense and being the hell of a shot blocker. But when you also have their personnel, I would love to see more post-ups from the wings and the guards. When you think about Jason Tatum, 6'9", 6'10", wide shoulders, and his variety of moves that he have on that low block and mid-post areas. Drew Holiday is an underrated post guard, post player in the league. When he gets the player to, of his size, his strength and his ability to get to his spots is so underrated. It's times where you see Jalen Brown somewhat disappear throughout the offense. So again, it's about finding that balance and not just be, being a three-point shooting team because if those threes are not falling, what else are you going to lean on? And I feel like they, they have the personnel to do it. They just have to get it done and start practicing it now. You're right, Perk. Uh, you know, they are 26 or around there in points in the paint. But when you and I sit at this desk right here, we're always talking about signature wins. Boston, they don't have many since we hit the calendar year of 2024. Take a look. They are one in four against teams in the top four. Mm. Their lone win was in overtime against Minnesota. So, Ramona, do you have any reservations about the Celtics right now? You know, look, they're so dependent on that three-point shot. They're designed to create a lot of great sh shooting in, in, from the outside that if they have a bad night, I suppose that I have reservations there. But when you see them at full strength, especially with Porzingis in the lineup now, they look pretty unbeatable to me because they went out. Like we all sat here when they traded Marcus Smart and went out and made that big bet on Porzingis, and we all thought, what are they doing? That's the heart and soul of their team that they're trading. Porzingis, though, has been all that they could have ever dreamed he could be and more. I mean, his his post-ups, he is, of the in the last 10 years, he has two of the best Stats, okay, 1.48 points per post-up. Two of the top three. The other one is Nikola Jokic. Oh. Okay, he is so good in the post right now and gives him that advantage. And, uh, you know, Brad Stevens said to me, he goes, all you have to do is find him when he has an advantage, which is pretty much always. Perk, why are you Always has shocked? an advantage. Perk, why are you looking All shocked? you have to do is find him. And what he does when he has an advantage, whether it's a smaller defender on him and they try to get up under him, or if they put a big on him and he's quicker, all you have to do is find him. And that takes so much pressure off Jason Tatum or if their shots are not falling. Well, 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 Momo, I was one of the ones that were very critical when they made this yeah. trade because we have witnessed what Marcus Smart has done in the postseason. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to the postseason, when it matters the most, 
Christoph Przinga still has to show up. That's true. I understand he's having a spectacular regular season, but I need to see this in meaningful games. And when it comes to the pressure of playing in the city of Boston, in the state of Massachusetts, he don't realize <laughs> if you not if you disappear, the media out there, the fans out there will give you the business. So I need to see how he responds when adversity. Where did he hit. start his career, when he, when it's Where did he start his career? Where was he the unicorn? New York City, baby. With yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, you don't think the media was big yeah, on him? Now? Yeah, but, no, no, but they didn't have expectations. They, their expectations wasn't to win the championship like it is right now with the Boston Celtics. That's a different That's a different. That, it's true, you know, but he has played life. with that kind of media Look, attention. And that's one of the things Brad Stevens liked about him is that he, he started his career with the Knicks when Kevin Durant himself called him the unicorn. Yeah. So like, that man knows what it's like to play when the, when the lights are bright. Look, I've always thought that Chris Stapps-Porzingis is the absolute X factor because he unlocks their spread-the-floor offense. But when I look at this team, I really think that their weakness is not necessarily that they shoot too many threes. It's their choice in doing it in the fourth quarter when they can get downhill and attack the basket. And also people will say, like, okay, you can't win the game that way by shooting so many threes. They take the most threes in the NBA. Well, teams that have won, we're talking about dynasties today off of the Super Bowl, the Golden State Warriors, they were top two in defense when they were shooting those threes. The, the Celtics, yep. they have very similar rubric of success, but now they have to get the championship that Golden State has been seeking after. But if there are some small questions on the Boston Celtics, there might be some bigger questions with the Milwaukee Bucks because they are still third in the conference. But just two and five since Doc Rivers took over. They faced the Nuggets tonight for the second time under Doc. When they played last, what, two weeks ago, Jokic put up a triple-double in Denver win. Now Middleton is out of the game tonight, and Giannis and Dame will be game-time decisions. But Ramona, what do you want to see from the Bucks tonight? I just want to see point-of-attack defense and then the way they defend Jokic. They actually have the defenders to – no one's going to stop Jokic. No one's going to ever stop him. But to make his life a little difficult. And I, and I want to see what they've been they, – they've all been talking about it. We need to play harder. We need to be more physical. They went out and got Patrick Beverly so he could just light a fire under them and be the point-of-attack defender. Now we need to see it. Zach. Are we in the whole must-win for the Milwaukee Bucks, especially with a matchup against the defending champs? Let's dial back. M must win. Let's pump the brakes on that. But I think this is the single biggest story in the NBA over the last 30 games of the regular season. What kind of team are the Milwaukee Bucks going to be? Because it's been uneven, a little rough, not as good as the record. Doc Rivers hasn't solved the problems at least yet. And at some point, look, this team is old. Giannis has spent a lot of this season cranky in the media. They got to go on a run where for two or three straight weeks, they look like a team that can actually win four playoff series because that's the goal. And they haven't looked like that team for any stretch of this season of consequence or any real length. And the last thing I'll say on this Bucks Nuggets game, start to keep an eye on the race for the number one seed in the West because home court was big yeah. for Denver last year in their playoff run. We've got a big Minnesota Clippers game later tonight. Those four teams are all close together. And I think that number one seed is important. It is very important. Perk, are you a believer in the Bucks? Because last time we talked, I, I just remember he, you saying deer hunting season. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, one, Zach, let's not pump the brakes. Actually, let's smash the gas even more, put the pedal to the floor. Look, this is a must win for the Milwaukee Bucks. This is a signature win. Oh, we, stop. When, when the Lakers were struggling, when the, when the Lakers were struggling after the All Star, I mean after the end season tournament, I heard Anthony Davis 
Go into Oklahoma City and say, we're in a, we a must-win situation. You know why? Because a team that have championship aspirations and they're going against another elite team that is actually doing what they're supposed to be doing, that's their measuring stick. So when I think about what's with this game tonight, you have Jokic, the finals MVP, the defending champs, are coming into your hometown, into your house, and, and they have plans on tracking mud all through there, standing on your furniture. It's time for your two top 75 players in Giannis and Dame to show up and show out. You have a new coach. You have Patrick Beverly, who is an emotional leader, a guy that's going to hold guys accountable. You're pretty much healthy. Yes, you're missing Chris Middleton, but you have pieces that can fill in for tonight's game. So if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard, you're walking into your arena and you're going to take this personal, and this should be your signature win <laughs> to turn your season and the chemistry around. Perk, Look what, what did you think? I was telling Austin this last week. Already. Look at it. Perk, what did you think uh, when I you saw Patrick Beverly grabbing the clipboard? <laughs> I was thinking I told you so because didn't I tell you that was the effect that was going to happen when he got there? Look at it. I mean, but how can you hate it? Like, you want a guy with that much passion. Doc Rivers loved that, and the player should embrace that. A guy that actually cared. That yeah. gives a damn about winning. I wouldn't say that today is a must win for the Milwaukee Bucks because they're going up against Jokic and the defending champs. But I will say that we need to start seeing these wins. And what a luxury it is to have some sort of identity crisis. You have a coaching change and you're trying to figure things out and still be third in the East Ramona. Look, they have bought themselves some time to figure this out because they racked up the wins, right? I mean, as Doc Rivers laughed about coaching the All-Star game because – of, the, of that record, and he just got there. But they bought themselves some time to figure this out. But it has been rough. As Zach said, it's uneven defensively. They haven't, they haven't been the team that they should be. They've missed Drew Holiday more than I think than anyone would have imagined, especially defensively. Chris Middleton hasn't been healthy like they were expecting. And, and, and Dame and Giannis have not quite found their groove yet. Now, before the season, they said, yeah, we know this is all happening. Giannis signed that extension, took some of the pressure off them. But... Anyone in Milwaukee will tell you this. Giannis will tell you this. When you have Giannis on your team, the pressure is always on. The pressure is always on to win. And what Zach is alluding to and what he said there was very important, the way you said that, Zach. The type of team that the Bucks are the rest of the season is the most important story in the NBA for the rest of the year. I tend to agree with you there because of how important Giannis is, because of the pressure he puts on organizations and around the league, even despite that extension. Yeah, the pressure that Giannis puts on is quite remarkable considering what we've seen so far from the Milwaukee Bucks. But if you want to keep a you know tab on the Eastern Conference, our Wednesday night NBA double header matchups actually have DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls going up against Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. Then going to the West, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers face Steph Curry and the Warriors. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Now coming up here on NBA Today, why the biggest move of the trade deadline might have happened after it was all over. More on the newest addition to the Los Angeles Lakers next. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're watching NBA Today, presented by GoDaddy. Ramona, I think that you should let it burn. It's time for our segment, What's Burning, where we run through the hottest topics throughout the league. So let's start in Philly, because you're my boo, right? Okay. Over the weekend, the Sixers signed six-time All-Star Kyle Lowry after he was bought out by the Hornets. So why was this a very important move for the Sixers? Man, you know, the Sixers have tried to trade for Kyle Lowry three times in the past, right? A couple years ago, it was the Sixers, the Lakers, the Miami Heat trying to trade for him when he was in Toronto. Who was the coach in Toronto? Nick Nurse. Yep. Played for. There were times when Nick Nurse would have him on the court, and, and he said, you know what, Kyle's just going to coach. Remember when Nick Nick and during the COVID yep. years, some of the coaches have couldn't be there? It's okay. Kyle's still there. Kyle's the coach on the court. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Lowry starts for the Sixers when he gets out onto the court. I think they'll value his leadership and veteran uh, presence. So the Sixers have a new addition, but let's go to Golden State. The Dubs didn't make any big moves at the trade deadline. Why did they decide to stand pat? You know, they were down the road and had very serious conversations about Alex Caruso, about Kelly Olynyk. Teams were calling about Andrew Wiggins. He'd been playing a lot better. And I think when it got down to it, what I'm told, I know everybody asked for Jonathan Kaminga, and they essentially said, we are never trading Kaminga. He is untouchable, so don't even <laughs> He's ask. He's been on fire. He's been on fire. He's the Unintended. second scorer they needed. But Andrew Wiggins' recent play gave them encouragement that he can rebound into the form that he was a couple of years ago when they won the title and they decided to stand pat, even though they were down the road with a couple of key players. And wouldn't the Lakers love to say the same thing about this guy? From the Bay to L.A. where the Lakers signed guard Spencer Dinwiddie. Din- Spencer Dinwiddie. I was He's like, from L.A. It's half he high is. School. That is true. Uh, he was bought out just by the Raptors, right? So if you look at this addition, why is this important for Los Angeles? Well, look, the Lakers actually had conversations with the Brooklyn Nets about trading for Spencer Dinwiddie before he was sent to Toronto and then was waived by the Raptors. But why trade for a guy when you can just sign him as a buyout guy for free? Like, you can just sign him for that 1.5 that they had left from their from their exception. And I think the question for Spencer and the Lakers is, how does he fit into this locker room? Obviously, this second run that he had with the Nets wasn't as good. And Zach, Zach had a nice column about this a couple of weeks ago in the way that he fit into that locker room. This is going to be a challenge for Darvin Ham, for LeBron James. But people who know Spencer say he does well with a lot of structure. And I think in the role that he's in, he needs to tee himself up for this summer. And so he... This is, a, this is the opportunity he had. The Mavericks wanted him. The Knicks wanted him. But this is the opportunity that Dinwiddie thought would give him the best opportunity to put his his best foot forward. So let's bring Perk and Zach back into the mix. Zach, why is Spencer Dinwiddie? It's, why can't I say his name today? Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. There you go. What is he bringing to L.A.? I think this could be, of all the buyout signings, the most impactful one and a player that could really help the Lakers because these guys need one more guy other than LeBron who can go north-south 
who's fast, who can get into the teeth of a defense. D'Angelo Russell doesn't really do that for as well as he's shooting. Austin Reeves even doesn't really do that. And for all the noise in Brooklyn, for all the unhappiness, whatever, this dude is still one of the most efficient pick-and-roll ball handlers in the league, and he goes north-south. He gets into the paint, he gets to the rim, and he throws lobs and all that stuff, and the Lakers need a little more of that kind of juice on offense. I could see Spencer Dinwiddie, if this goes well, closing a good number of games for the Lakers. I think he could really help them. Perk, is Spencer going to move the needle for the Los Angeles Lakers? Just a little bit. He takes it from half full to a quarter of a tank. I mean, to three-fourths of a tank. But let me say this, okay? Competition. Competition inside the locker room, right? Like, if D'Angelo Russell is not balling or Austin Reeves is not balling, you want that competition mm -hmm. amongst your group. It is better for the team. So now it's no drop-off. Every single player on that squad has to bring it every night, especially at the guard position. I love this pickup by the Los Angeles Lakers. They were in need of another playmaker that could go out there and not only create for himself, but for others as well. Well, by the way, the Los Angeles Playmakers will be in Indy as the NBA All-Star Weekend begins Friday in Indianapolis with a celebrity game on ESPN and the app. Stephen A. Smith oh. and Shannon Sharp are the head coaches. That's going to be entertaining. CJ Stroud is my, you know, MVP, you know, prediction right there. Coverage begins at 7 Eastern from Lucas Oil Stadium. Now, after Steph's epic dagger set the Suns, you see that, uh, wait until you hear the massive take from KD after the game about where he ranks his former point guard all time. Keep it locked right here to NBA Today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, a live conversation with Patrick Mahomes on capturing his third Super Bowl MVP. Plus, live coverage of the party in KC as the Chiefs return home. And what this latest Super Bowl win means for Andy Reid's place as one of the NFL's greatest coaches. SportsCenter, 6 Eastern on ESPN. NBA Today is presented by GoDaddy. Tools and support for every small business first. The quarterback of Golden State's dynasty, Steph Curry, never fails to amaze. So let's take a look back at his most amazing game winners from his career, starting all the way back in 2013, where Curry hit his first ever game winner against the Mavs. I mean, he's baby face assassin back there. Not as much facial hair, but still the same result. Still very cute. Now, the next season, five months later, actually, Steph hits this shot against oh. the Mavs. And watch this reaction. Okay, nice little step back. We've seen so much There's harder no shots. There's no room. Wait, how is he getting these shots off? I'll tell you why. He's the greatest ever. The next season, Steph cashed in on this shot against the Magic. Ooh, oh. like all those in and outs with the left and shooting with the right. That is very difficult. J.J. Redick would tell you that. Then arguably the best shot of his career. This is the famous double bang. Curry launches from 37 feet to beat the Thunder in OT. Ramona. I mean, this is when we started realizing that you could, that he could just shoot it 
from 40 feet. He could just pull up from there, and you have to guard him all the way out there. And guess what? The rest of the league started doing that as well. Six years later, Steph sent my Rockets home with this step back. It was the first game-winning buzzer beater, actually, of his career. The reason why the buzzer, why the step back works, though, is because you have to respect his drive. That is true. You do. He's one of the best finishers at the rim. Underrated aspect of his game, and he loves the word underrated. And then it all come and it culminates to what happened Saturday. Steph hit his 12th go-ahead shot in the final five seconds, the most by any player since he entered the league in 2009-2010. Now, like the squad, this was a unique celebration. But yeah, the flex, the squat. There's no shimmy. He's moved no on from shimmy, the shimmy. But after the game, my uncle was actually the lucky season ticket holder of the game and got what? to take a picture with Steph Curry. <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Okechi going to Oracle, going to the Chase Center. Now, after that iconic shot, Uncle Okechi gets to take a picture you wow. know, with Steph. Oh, so wholesome. So wholesome. Look at the benefits you get from being a Warriors season ticket holder. Correct. And also That's benefits of, you know, NBA Today. Shout out to Hillary and Condes for getting my uncle into the show. <laughs> so speaking of Saturday, <laughs> former Warrior Kevin Durant had some high praise for his former teammate after the game. Take a listen. All-time, all-time great, the greatest ever um, at his position. Top five in the world. I mean, top five ever. You know, so you give him a look like that for the game, he is licking his chops. So, Perk, what are your thoughts uh -huh. on KD saying Curry is top five? Did he lie? Hell no. Hell no. I said this after he won his last championship when it comes down to Steph. Look, I understand we could go back and forth of what a point guard, uh, the, the new, uh, you know, it's a positionless game. Is he a point guard? Is he not? He will be labeled as a point guard in the history books. And when I think about Steph Curry, just how he changed the game of basketball. When you talk about generational talent, he is that. He has changed the game forever. Not only with his three-point shot making and his ability to pull up from wherever, the locker room, but his, his skills, right? Just an all-time scorer, a guy that has played below the rim, not the most athletic guy in the world, but still finds a way to chop down those trees night in, night out, year after year after year. So at the end of the day, I agree with, with Kevin Durant. He is in my top five list as greatest players ever, and he is the greatest at that position, the point guard position, to ever touch the basketball, top, period. Top five is a very short list of an amazing players. Ramona, do you agree with Perk and also Listen, KD? You know when Perk does his word of the day. As you were speaking, Perk, and as Kevin Durant was speaking, a word popped into my head. Wistful. Didn't, Ke didn't Kevin sound a little wistful for his days playing alongside Steph Curry? Like, I always, I go back down memory lane when I hear anything Kevin says about Steph or Steph says about Kevin or Draymond. Steph Curry was on a plane from Tokyo trying to go meet with Kevin Durant before he made a decision to leave the Warriors to go sign with the Brooklyn Nets all those years ago. And Kevin Durant decides to go to the Brooklyn Nets while Steph Curry is in the air. So he could have just kept on flying, could have kept flying on home. But you know what? He still went to Kevin Durant's house and still met with him even after he made his decision to leave. So my word of the day is wistful. And by the way, wistful Hearing Kevin means... Kevin talk about those days together. 
Wistful means having or showing a feeling of vague or regretful, keyword regretful, longing. So when we think mm -hmm. about Golden State and the greatness of Steph Curry, I always think you got to maximize his prime. And he actually talked about this idea of dynasty, especially considering we're coming off of the Super Bowl where it feels like another dynasty was just birthed before all of our eyes. And he said, quote, both have a little baby face assassin. Oh, yeah, they do have baby uh -huh, face yeah. assassin. They could be cousins, right? This is a story. This is what Steph said that's still kind of unfolding. And it's important that that we see it all the way through until it's proven that we can't win. Now, I think a lot of people this year have said those days have come where it seems to be that it's proven that they can't win. But today, I hope you left the show educated that they have turned things around in a good way. What do you take uh, and what do you make, Zach, of that Steph quote? Well, look, the journey is still ongoing, and I do think it's interesting that Kevin Durant is the one who said top five ever because Kevin Durant has been pretty vocal that he thinks he yep. belongs in those conversations too, and I don't think he's wrong. Look, point guard of all time, it's Magic and Steph, and that's it. Top five? I, top five is, to me, LeBron, Jordan, Kareem, undisputable top three. I'll always put Bill Russell at four because of his impact in the game. If you're saying top five, you think that next slot is Steph, man. There's a lot of competition for that. At the end of the day, these guys are all awesome. But it was interesting that KD, yep. who recently talked about how he wants mm -hmm. to be in that conversation, is the one who put that label on Steph. Perk, is the dynasty in Golden State still alive? Oh. No, no, no. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I want everybody to realize that that's okay. Again, they're building for the future. I don't. Do I see the Golden State Warriors winning another championship in the next three years? I don't. I'm sorry if I'm raining on anybody parade. Obviously, we just won the Super Bowl. Hopefully, Kansas but, City has some but sunshine. Perk, but I'm just keeping doors it. Doors open. Yes. Perk, I see Patrick Mahomes seeing, uh, yep. winning more Super Bowls next year. look good in November, did they? You're like the Jason Kelsey of our show. There Perk. you go. Gotta love you. And I know Richard wishes he was Travis, right? <laughs> NFL Live breaking down the Super Bowl next. <laughs>